Black Lives Matter, the phrase versus the organization. Let's explore it right now on the Young Puritans. So I've been spending quite a bit of time lately on social media. And one of the things that I keep seeing on Facebook and Instagram is there are a lot of people who are sharing um, and posting memes and hashtags that are very supportive of the Black Lives Matter organization. And one of the things that I always have to ask myself when I see those posts is, I wonder if this individual understands who Black Lives Matter is and what they are about. And I wonder if they did understand uh, who they are, if they would still follow them. It's a serious question of mine. I have to ask that question specifically when it comes to Christians, because the founders of Black Lives Matter, one of those uh, individuals, his name is Patrice uh, Collars or something like that, um, are admitted Marxists, are self-admitted trained Marxists. And if any of you know uh, anything about Marxism is Marxism is an anti-God political idea. It says as much right there in the Communist Manifesto. Karl Marx was an atheist and his political idea, Marxism, uh, communism is an anti-God political idea. And when you take two individuals today who are trained Marxists, who do who themselves do not believe in God, uh, why as a Christian, why as a believer, would, would you support an organization who, if they got their way in terms of public policy, would bring about a world that makes it more difficult for people who are Christians, such as you say you are, to practice their faith. Why would you want that? It's a genuine question. So in what way, I mean, because if I'm going to make these claims, I need to back them up, right? So in what way are the beliefs of Black Lives Matter anti-God, anti-family. How? Well, I was hoping we can actually talk about that today. And so who better to go to? What better to what better source to go to than to straight to the horse's mouth, as they say, the blacklivesmatter.com website. So if you go to the top of their page and you click on the three bars and click on about and what we believe, it says the following. Four years ago, what is now known as the Black Lives Matter Global Network began to organize. It started out as a chapter-based, member-based organization whose mission was to build local power and to intervene when violence was inflicted on black communities by the state and vigilantes. And so... You have to ask yourself, just with this first paragraph alone, what is a vigilante? What is a vigilante? Because one of the things that uh, Black Lives Matter activists often do whenever someone says, well, all lives matter, or more specifically, well, what about black on black crime? Their argument is, well, now wasn't the time to talk about black on black crime because we're focused on police brutality. We're focused on individuals who are being 
uh, gunned down by the police and so forth. And so whenever it comes to, you know, black on black crime and so on, now is not the time to talk about those things. But when you look up the actual definition of vigilante, it says a member of a self-appointed group of citizens who who undertake law enforcement in their community without legal authority. Typically because the legal agencies are thought to be inadequate. And so I have a question for you. Is a gang member not a vigilante? That's a serious question. Is a gang member not a vigilante? When you look at the Bloods and the Crips and you ask them what they think about the police, many of their leaders will say, we don't think the police represent us. We don't think the police are there to protect and to serve. It is our job to protect our communities. By that definition that I just gave of what a vigilante is, that fits the description of what a vigilante is. And let's take this a step further. If Black Lives Matter is against vigilantes, the Bloods and the Crips and so many other gangs that are situated in black communities are killing other black people. But yet, Black Lives Matter has nothing to say about gang violence in black communities. And so, and so again, to those who are asking the honest and innocent question, where is Black Lives Matter when it comes to black-on-black crime? Because by Black Lives Matter's own words, they should be the first ones against black-on-black crime by virtue of the fact that they are against vigilantes. So there's your first contradiction, right in the first paragraph of what we believe. So let's move on to the second uh, part of their, the second paragraph of their uh, statement. In the years since, we've committed to struggle, or in the years since, we've committed to struggling together and to imagining and creating a world free of anti-blackness, where every black person has a social, economic, and political power to thrive. So, what I find interesting about this paragraph is that it it assumes that black people don't already have this this type of liberty. It assumes that black people don't already have uh, the right to thrive and the opportunities needed to thrive. I I, I, I find it hard to understand. I'm, I'm having trouble understanding what is it that Black Lives Matter has or can contribute to my ability to thrive as a black man in America that has not already been um, um, uh, fought for and won for me by men like uh, Booker T. Washington, men like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., men like members of my own family and members of Congress and and Senate and so on, who, by the way, were Republicans. The, f- the battle has already been won. We already, the, the fact that I, as a black man who have no formal education, am able to uh, own my own business where I employ other people, uh, goes to show that I am able to thrive in America. So, so exactly what is it that Black Lives Matter is actually doing 
to provide for black people that has not already been provided for black people in America. See, what they're doing in the second paragraph is they're assuming that it's somehow a matter of fact that black people are not able to thrive in this country. But yet they can't give you any evidence of that. They're not giving you any uh, examples of how black people are not able to thrive in America. They're just telling you that black people aren't able to thrive in America. They're lying to you. They're driving a narrative. And many people are going along with that narrative. Uh, gone are the days where we're being taught to think critically. The average person doesn't really seem to do their own fact-checking. And as a result, groups like this are able to just say things that are not true and get people to go along with it simply because it sounds cool. But what's, what's even irritating about this for me is that you don't even have to do fact-checking. All you have to do is look around you and use your own eyes and use your own anecdotal uh, evidence and experiences to, say what, to, to, to realize that what they're saying is not true. How many times have you been pulled over and harassed by the police or beat by the police for that matter as a black person? The average black person, 98%, has not. But because we hear that someone has or because we see a segment on the news which is specifically edited and tailored in such a way so as to back their narrative, because we see it on TV, we think it's true and we just go along with it. Paragraph three, Black Lives Matter began as a call to action in response to state sanctioned violence and anti-black racism. Ay, ay, ay. Our intention from the very beginning was to connect black people from all over the world who are or who have a shared desire for justice to act together in their communities. The impetus for that commitment was and still is the rampant and deliberate violence inflicted on us by the state. I see two issues here. Yeah, this is me speaking, not the not their statement, but I see two issues here. Uh, that 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 middle sentence. Our intention from the beginning was to connect black people from all over the world who have a shared desire for justice uh, to act together in their communities. You're assuming that you know what's going on in communities around the world. Do you not understand this? You're assuming that you know what's going on in communities around the world. Well, Chad, uh, isn't it true that by virtue of the fact that there's protests going on around the world, that that is evident of the fact that, uh, th that what Black Lives Matter is saying is true? that their assumptions are true, that they're founded, that there is this kind of racial discrimination going on around the world? Well, no, it's, that's not evidence of that. What it is evidence of is, if, is the fact that people are buying into the narrative. What it is an example of is the fact that people are disregarding their own experiences, what's going on in their own communities, and they're going along with the narrative that they see on TV, and they're feeling empowered through social media, and they're not, not empowered. They're feeling guilted by what's going on on social media, what they see on social media, and the fact that they have social media. That if they don't use their voice, if they don't share a hashtag, if they don't share memes, then they're not doing anything. They're being complicit in racism. And so notwithstanding what's going on in their own communities, which is nothing at all, 
they act. And it gives the false impression, the false idea, as though racism is going on across the world. And it's all just a false narrative. The second issue that I see in this particular paragraph is the last sentence. The impetus for that commitment was and still is the rampant and deliberate violence inflicted on us by the state. Again, where are your numbers? Where are the numbers that back up what you're saying? Again, there have been very extensive fact-based articles that have debunked the notion, that have debunked the idea that black people are being targeted across this country. It's simply not true. To, fur- to further prove my point, uh, I've, had, I've literally had white people who very clearly uh, live in affluent, well-to-do communities tell me that black people are being targeted by the state. How do you know that <laughs> for for one and for two, like you're assuming that because I'm a black man that I'm supposed to know this. Like, yeah, you should know this. You're black. But first of all, if anybody's being racist, it is you, my friend. But by virtue of the fact that you are living in a very well-to-do neighborhood who every encounter that you have with a police officer is one where there includes a nod and a moving on uh, with your day. Uh, What basis do you have other than what you see on the news and what you see on social media uh, that black people are being targeted by the state? Like what? What what do you have? Where's your evidence? (sighs) It's maddening. It it really is. Paragraph four. Enraged by the death of Trayvon Martin and the subsequent acquittal of his killer, George Zimmerman, and inspired by the 31-day takeover of the Florida State Capitol by Power U and the Dream Defenders, we took to the streets. A year later, we went or we set out together on the Black Lives Matter Freedom Ride to Ferguson in search of justice for Mike Brown and all of those who have been torn apart by state-sanctioned violence and anti-black racism. Forever changed, we returned home and began building the infrastructure of the Black Lives Matter global network, which, even in its infancy, has become a political home for many. Well, for one, uh, this talk of, oh, becoming a political home for many. Well, a house built on lies will fall. I promise you that. Uh, so you can build your political home for many, but but it's based on lies and it will fall. I guarantee you this. And then secondly, it, it talks about Michael Brown. Yeah, a year later, we set out together on the Black Lives Matter Freedom Ride to Ferguson in search of justice for Mike Brown. Well, that case went to trial. And what they found, an unbiased jury, is that the police officer who shot Michael Brown was justified in doing so. That was a justified shooting. All of this uh, hands up, don't shoot, was found to be a lie by both black and white uh, bystanders who were on the scene. 
they have confirmed that that was a lie, that Michael Brown was justified in being shot. And so you're seeking for justice for Mike Brown as though he was uh, just an innocent child walking down the street, minding his own business, and this anti-black police officer targeted him and just gunned him down for no reason whatsoever. No. That's, that's not how it happened. But because Michael Brown has black skin and the police officer has white skin, it was a state-sanctioned racist incident and we need to march for justice for Mike Brown. I mean, this is ridiculous. Moving on. Ferguson helped to, cat- or helped to catalyze a movement to which we've all helped give life. Organizers who call this network home have ousted anti-black politicians, won critical legislation to benefit black lives, and changed the terms of the debate of blackness around the world. Through movement and relationship building, we have also helped catalyze other movements and shifted culture with an eye toward the dangerous impacts of anti-blackness. So basically what they're saying is they were able to um, effectively change culture to influence political policy, influence uh, political elections based on their lies. That's basically what I'm hearing. These are the results of our collective efforts. The Black Lives Matter Global Network is a powerful or is as powerful as it is because of our membership, our partners, our supporters, our staff, and you. Our continued commitment to liberation for all black people means we are continuing the work of our ancestors in fighting for our collective freedom because of its own because of because it is our duty. Um, so about that, um, you're not continuing the work of your ancestors. I mean, yeah, if your ancestors are people like uh, James Baldwin, who was a liar himself and a uh, someone who whose only desire was to incite animosity and um, catechism in the minds of black people. Yeah, if 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 people like him and W. E. B. Du Bois were you know, are the influencers or the ancestors who you wish to take up the baton and continue uh, to follow after, then yeah, by all means, go ahead. But but you're not affecting any kind of positive change. You're not doing anything beneficial or good for the community. And you're making things worse is what you're doing. We see ourselves as part of the global black family. Well, count me out of that family if this, this is what it's coming to. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, count me out of that family if this is what this is coming to. We see ourselves as part of the global black family, and we are aware of the different ways we are impacted or privileged as black people who exist in different parts of the world. We are guided by the fact that that all black lives matter, regardless of actual or perceived sexual identity. Oh no, here we go. 
Here we go. What in the world does being black have to do with sexual identity? This is their real goal, folks. This is what they're really trying to do. This is what it's all about. L-G-B-T-Q-R-S-S-U-V-W-X-Y-Z. This is what it's all about. We are guided by the fact that all black lives matter, regardless of actual or perceived sexual identity, gender identity, gender expression, economic status, ability, disability, religious beliefs, or disbeliefs, disbeliefs, immigration status, or location. So, so, so here's what I have to say about this. Um, black lives matter, like, are very arrogant, And the notion that they have what it takes to bring about world peace. That they have what it takes to defeat the monster of Eurocentric ideas and racism. And to be the catalyst for positive, lasting change. To be a savior, a messiah of sorts, if you will. And they're saying, well, regardless of your skin color, regardless of your gender identity, regardless of your religion or lack of religion, we can bring about positive change. Think about the arrogancy of this. And as a Christian, (laughs) you know better than to follow somebody who believes this. They're essentially trying to do the work of Christ on their terms, minus God. Do you really want salvation by way of Black Lives Matter? Or do you want it by way of Christ? Jesus Christ, who literally says in the scriptures, the Bible literally says in the scriptures that Christ is the only name given by which man can be saved. The only name given by which men can be saved, meaning there is no other name. Black Lives Matter, or whatever the case may be. When you have an organization or an individual coming to you, telling you that through them and through their ideas, we can impact positive, lasting change, grab your wallet and grab it fast. Moving on, we make space for transgender brothers and sisters to participate and lead. Okay, (laughs) I I mean, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, moving on. We are, we are self-reflexive, we are self-reflexive, I wonder where they're going with that, and do the work required to dismantle cisgender privilege and uplift black trans folks especially black trans women who continue to be disproportionately impacted by trans uh, antagonistic violence. I'm telling you, this is what it's all about. This is what they're leading up to. This was the point in their, uh, their, uh, their action all, all along. It was never about Trayvon Martin. It was never about Michael Brown, even. It was all about trying to normalize this trans whatever and the so-called black community that's what it's been about all along 
Moving on. We practice empathy. We engage comrades. Okay. Okay. We engage comrades with the intent to learn about and connect with their contexts. So for those of you who don't know what a comrade is, read 1984. Read Animal Farm. Look up Marxist jargon. Didn't Hitler call uh, fellow German uh, citizens comrades? Okay. You're not going down the right the right path, folks. Uh, I'm just, just just letting you know. Uh, don't shoot me. I'm just a messenger. We want our spaces family friendly and 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 uh, enable parents to fully participate with their children. We dismantle the patriarchal practice that requires mothers to work double shifts so that they can mother in private even as they participate in public justice work. We disrupt the Western-described nuclear family structure required by supporting each other as extended families and villages that collectively care for one another, especially our children, to the degree that mothers, parents, and children are comfortable. Uh, Don't those two paragraphs cancel each other out? On the one hand, you're saying that women do, shouldn't have to work and and uh, and all this, and on the other hand, you're saying that uh, that you disrupt the nuclear family because it's Eurocentric, and that you're more interested in a communal uh, village, uh, communistic, socialistic idea or framework of uh, people functioning. Uh, all for the common pursuit of social justice. I mean, those two seem to cancel each other out to me. We make our spaces family-friendly. Uh, no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. There's literally a video of a protest that was put on by Black Lives Matter where there is a gentleman, uh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm being nice by calling him a gentleman, but he's literally saying, let's burn this you-know-what down. Let's burn this you-know-what down. And he's saying so very angrily while reaching for a megaphone. And guess what happened after the fact? Rioting and looting. How in the world is that family-friendly? Lies, all lies. We foster a queer-affirming network. Here we go again. Here we go again. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's that this is what it's all about. We foster a queer-affirming network. When we gather, we do so with the intention of freeing ourselves from the tight grip of the heteronormative thinking, or rather, the belief that all the world are heterosexuals unless he or she or they disclose otherwise. Oh my gosh. Listen, uh, Christians. Don't you know they want to free you from heteronormative thinking? That they want you to believe or, or, or understand that it's okay to be queer? 
that it's okay to be trans, that all these things are okay, that you're an evil bigot if you don't believe or go along with this idea that heterosexual relationships are normal relationships. You, you need to uh, come out of your cave, dear Christian, and stop thinking in you know, such heterosexual normative terms. Oh, 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 but Black Lives Matter, like, no, they're not the issue. Christians are the issue. America's the issue. The patriarchy's the issue. Uh, okay. Okay. We cultivate an intergenerational and communal network free from ageism. We believe that all people, regardless of age, show up with their capacity to lead and learn, we embody and practice justice, liberation, and peace in our engagements with one another. The end. Take action. Join the movement to fight for freedom, liberation, and justice by signing up for updates, supporting our work, checking out our resources, following us on social media, and wearing our dope official gear black lives matter black lives matter resist (laughs) i mean i don't uh yeah whatever i'll have to keep from crying i mean this is ridiculous this is ridiculous it really is if you are a christian who go along with this organization i'm not sure what to tell you but I, w- I will be interested in bringing you on uh, to discuss it on this podcast. H- how about that? If you can find me on social media, DM me. L- let's talk. If you are a believer, if you're a Christian who believes what Black Lives Matter, the organization, is selling, then let's talk. Let's do a podcast. I'd be interested in learning from you. Because I just don't understand. How could you live in both worlds? How could you believe both things? Jesus asked, how can you serve two masters? You'll hate one and love the other, or you'll love one and hate the other. I mean, you have to sacrifice something about what you believe as a Christian if you're going to go along with this mess. Am I wrong? Come on, come on the show. Let's talk about it. Don't be intimidated. Don't be scared. Oh, no, don't be scared. Let's talk about it. Um, But, you know, to the point uh, that they make where, you know, oh, yeah, we are um, we're affecting positive change. We're we're, you know, we're dethroning politicians and we're affecting uh, public policy and we're doing this, that and the other. Black Lives Matter, the organization is a fringe Marxist group. But they are the only fringe Marxist group that's actually able to uh, drive a narrative that's able to impact public policy, that's able to um, somehow uh, um, successfully get uh, elected congresspeople and senators to wear African uh, garb and take a knee on the Senate uh, foyer. 
How are they able to do this? I'll tell you how. They look like they have the numbers. That's how. And the reason they look like they have the numbers is because they were able to masterfully take a universal truth like Black Lives Matter, which we all agree with. And they were able to get they were able to sucker so many people via social media um, into joining their efforts to make it look like they have the numbers. When in reality, most of those people, I will venture to say about 70 percent, if not more, do not know what this organization represents. And I doubt that many of them will continue. Well, I don't know. I, I mean, I would I would hope not, at least. Many of these people would continue to follow the organization if they knew what they stood for. But they were able to get people to go along with it who do not understand what the organization is all about, thereby making it look like they have the numbers. And because it looks like they have the numbers, they're able to get their way and public policy, and government, culturally, and so on. And that's why so many people are changing their uh, their pictures to, you know, just a black screen, or, you know, sharing the hashtag Black Lives Matter, or sharing uh, Black Lives Matter propaganda memes. Because what they're doing is all a part of the Marxist, uh, Gramscian, uh, March Through the Institution playbook. And you, the so-called proletariat, the pawns, the guinea pigs, are just foolishly and blindly going along with it. And I'm not saying this to be condescending. I'm saying it to alarm you, because you should be alarmed. You're going along with something that is going to effectively change the environment by which or the, the, in which the, the environment that your children are growing up in. And the end result will not be pretty. I can promise you that. And again, so again, it's not to, it's not to beat you over the head. It's not to come up condescendingly toward you. It's merely to warn you. Anyway, this is going to do it for me today. I love y'all. Keep your head up. Keep fighting the good fight. Until next time, this is Chad Jackson. Stay strong.